Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. The Belly Up Sports NFL Draft coverage starts now with over 50 different guests over the first three rounds hosted by Dan Meter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Belly Up Sports' NFL Draft coverage. And Chris Howard, co-host of the MD's Fantasy Football Show and Belly Up Fantasy Live. Let's go to the pick here. Terrace Marshall finally off the board. All the NFL fantasy football and pick betting analysis you could ever need through this draft coverage. So the Detroit Lions are the ones on the clock. They're going to make their pick soon, but the Giants, I'm getting where just traded with the Miami Dolphins from 40. It's time for your coverage to start now. All right, we're back, everybody, with the NFL draft coverage here with Billy Up Sports and the MD's Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host all evening, Dan Mater, joined with Chris Dauhauer. We're still going strong through the first couple of rounds. Joining us now, we have Kevin Wilson, one of our top senior fantasy football writers here at Billy Up Sports. And we have Andrew coming back from yesterday with there with Divots and Pivots. And uh, we got the next five picks to talk about, gentlemen. Kevin. You're a Seattle fan. You guys are now on the clock. What are you feeling, man? You know, I, Dan, I couldn't think this draft could work out any better for the Seahawks because, you know, they didn't take the quarterback in the first round. I was absolutely petrified that's what they were going to do. They did not do that. And now they've got the next two picks. And so Malik Willis is coming to Seattle. You can bank that right now. <laughs> I thought that's why Atlanta was trading up to go get him, but no. And so they trade up for a defensive end that kind of all had all of us kind of stunned that they needed to trade up for that particular 
defensive end instead. So, yeah, you guys might get your wish now in just a moment. Andrew, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I've recovered from the the fallout <laughs> of the Patriots and just buffoonery last night. Uh, they they have an opportunity to salvage it here today, though. We'll see what they do. But I just want to know, are you to going to get that. a picture of Sean McVay laughing in the background <laughs> on your that social was... media? <laughs> That's all I want to know. We wasted our time studying him, thinking we could get him at 109. Like that—that sh- that should be like the memoir title of Bill Belichick, right there. Like that—he just messes every. Makes no sense and messes everyone up. All right, Kevin. Well, I know you want one of these picks to be Malik Willis, but you have, like you said, you have two right now. So what's the right. other option that you would want them to attack? Well, they've addressed the offensive line. If they go Malik Willis, their other big weakness is cornerback which I've got uh, uh, Andrew Booth out of Clemson at the top of my draft board as far as cornerbacks are concerned. Uh, if they don't do that, then they got uh, Joaquin Brisker. I believe that's how you pronounce that, out of yeah. Penn State. And so they, I know the Seahawks have been known to you know take these names from you know the clear blue sky, but uh, they definitely need to address their secondary. So one of these two picks have to be one of those guys well booth that's a name that we've been talking about quite a bit on this show throughout the entire conference. i like him a lot i'm surprised he's not off the board already going back to yesterday i thought this was somebody that was going to go in the late first round potentially <laughs> and where he's still sitting out there and that, that's what's shocking to me what do, what do you think why, why is booth falling chris I think that one of the questions coming out of his is some of his technique. The guy can be a little stiff, doesn't turn his hips the greatest. Kind of a system fit in some ways, probably better served for playing his own than he is man to man. So I think when you're kind of looking at a guy that has some, you know, some questions, uh, I'm a little surprised. Some other guys who've gone over him, but Kyler Ward, for example, is a guy who's an athletic freak, um, a guy who still has his best, you know, potential ahead of him in some ways. Booth, I think, is the guy who a lot of people expected him to be better than he was this year. He's probably kind of suffering from that hype at the beginning of the season and not kind of necessarily matching it. Sometimes it happens to some players. You see that where the guys, you know, become values in a sense because guys hype them. They don't have that great senior season or a great junior year, and then they still are good players. So he could still be a guy who could definitely, you know, recover in the right spot. I'll say this about Booth and talk about him in Seattle. To me, I had him in my analysis pegged as the perfect cover three type of corner. So he definitely would fit what Seattle would like to do we're still waiting on the official word for this next pick here after seattle's done going the next two times comes the indianapolis colts this will be their first pick of the draft another team that frankly could use a wide receiver on the outside especially a speedster type guy so chris i'm gonna go back to you on this one is that the direction they should go or should they look elsewhere i'll go to other places i would love them to take receiver because they absolutely need it but i also think they need a tight end I like McBride. We talked about where he can kind of go. I think he'd be a classic fit for their offense. And, and will it be Matt Ryan's kind of best friend as a security blanket? And I'll throw one more out there. My boy's still on the board, Dino Fioli. This team really struggled with the left tackle position the last couple of years. Um, and this is, could be a guy who would be that kind of cornerstone. We know that the Colts have built through the offensive line you know, previous. And this could be a guy I think would be the kind of icing on the cake if they were actually to take him. So the Seahawks go pass rusher, Boy Mafe off the board, going with the back of the defensive end. A good pick. This is somebody who I had in the late first round, early second round territories, about where he was going anyway. And he's a solid edge rusher. They do need pass rush amongst many other things as they continue to rebuild. Uh, I wonder. I wonder now though, is it is it going to be 
Is it going to be Malik Willis if they decided not to take him here? Not that it matters, just on the board, but maybe not if they decide not to get him with the first of their second round picks. I don't know. What do you think, Kevin? Well, I've got uh, I had him as as number two on my board as far as a uh, defensive lineman. I've got Travis Jones over him, but uh, I don't see that as being a big need for the Seahawks. So that to me is a reach right here, and uh, so. I guess I'll be, you know, maybe I'll go yay later on, but uh, right now I am not cheering for this pick at all. Is anybody going to help out Kevin feel better about this pick? I think you should, Kevin. I think that, you know, you talked about that necessarily need. Seattle's definitely not had the same kind of pressure up front they've had, over, you know, when they were actually really one of the legit top defenses. They've got different guys they've thrown out there. They kind of manufacture a pass rush, but they don't have a guy that's kind of the stud. This guy's definitely a hustler. He's going to give it all the effort. Definitely going to be a good edge rusher. Now, I, my question would be, can he stop the run? That's kind of why I'll see him as an edge rusher because I don't think he's really good against the running. He's right at this guy. But in this system, he does fit the kind of Pete Carroll likes. He can kind of line, you know, play that hybrid end slash uh, line, outside linebacker position and kind of be that pass rusher guy. So I do think there's something that he could definitely upgrade. One of the better ways you can help cover is when you get pass rush. All right, Chris, I'll take your word for that because you know, at least he's somebody I had on my board. So at least we got that going on. This was Wait for confirmation, I, I, but I, I think the pick is it. They're not going quarterback. They are going back to running back. They are taking <laughs> Kenneth Walker. Seattle. So we need all the running backs. We need Rashad Penny. I mean, look, this is clearly in case Chris Carson, or I can't even say in case now. It doesn't really matter if Chris Carson comes back at this point. You just spent a high second-round pick on a running back. And they said, I want Drew Locke, and I want Geno Smith, and that's going to be my quarterback competition. Darn it, Pete Carroll and his old man ways. <laughs> that's fantastic. Kevin, do we need to send help to your to your house, man? Yeah, you know, you might want to send out a couple of uh, – I'm shooting at my flare right Kevin's now. Face just there goes the flare. At that pick, like, what? <laughs> so, look, I'm not surprised they, they went running back here because I thought this was going to be a spot where Brees Hall was going to fall to them after the way the first round rolled out. So I thought they were going to go running. I'm not surprised they went running back. But after they did it, Malik Willis was there. I am more shocked now that they didn't take him with one of those two picks. Well, Malik Willis. Maybe I mean, there's something going right on with too. Malik Willis that none of us realize because no one's taking him. Bo Callahan, Bo Callahan, he's flying down the board, flying down the board. <laughs> I just think it's interesting going with Ken Walker. I mean, if you, if it wasn't an indication that Seattle was going to be like seventy-five percent run before this pick, it no, definitely no. is now. Yeah, eighty percent. That's right. 80, <laughs> another notch, another five percent. Look, I, I want to talk about Kelly Walker though, because I had Brees Hall as my number one, but I actually had Ken Walker very closely rated. He's not the same type of guy as a Brees Hall. He does, he's going to have to learn how to pass protect before he gets on the field on a consistent basis. But as far as just pure explosive runners, he was my number one guy when it comes to that in this year's draft class. I really love him as a home run hitter. If you know Rashad Penny, there's no there's no guarantee you're going to bring him back after this year. Like I said, Chris Carson, a neck injury, there's no guarantee that he can continue to really play football at the same level. We have to see exactly how he's going to come back. So Kenneth Walker, they're making sure they have – their running game going because we know that their quarterback situation <laughs> is going to be hysterical. Chris, you've been shaking your head this entire time. I gotta get some. I gotta get some comments out of you. I try to defend the bow for Kevin. Kevin, I have. I don't even know how they rationalize this. Um, yes, Dan, you're absolutely right. This guy's definitely explosive. Uh, you know, a running back that was definitely second out of the board in my book too, as well. 
a guy that you doesn't necessarily wouldn't hate going here is hate going to Seattle with so many holes in the team that they have. Even if he didn't take Willis, which I think is the part reason that they were keeping, you know, that second pick was to kind of see this man's able to jump up to go get Willis. And they were kind of keeping it, you know, can we get some kind of value for this pick if we don't move down? But taking Walker there with all the holes that team has, it just makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, it makes I, no sense to me either, Chris, because they've got needs at big time at cornerback. And, uh, you know, Chris Carson, we knew there was something, you know, with his neck and maybe he would never going to play again. This pretty much confirms that to me. So, well, the, pro- the problem I have is, you know, you also lost Bobby Wagner, so you can use some low linebackers, but correct. Dan just kind of hit on the nail on the head for me. This guy's not a third down running back. So you're going to have to platoon him with somebody else. So you're basically just saying we wasted our second round pick with a guy we wasted our first round pick on two or three years ago with Rashad Penny. And then add the reply with DJ Dallas still there. This team, when you know, have H.U. Pearson at some point, they don't really need a stud running back necessarily for their offense to kind of function running-wise. What they need is a guy that actually can block or tackle people on the other side. So I am really down on this pick for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Chris. And Andrew, you know, we talked on our show last week about how Atlanta wasn't going to take a quarterback because they're going to punt the next year. Maybe yeah. the Seattle Seahawks are doing the exact same thing. Uh, maybe. I think it's got to be clear at this point. Unless unless these guys all fall in the third round, which maybe that does happen. Uh, see, I, I got to think this is happening. See, that's why I thought, like you just said, third round, that's where I thought running back would have been a perfect spot for Seattle to take. Because I think Damian Pierce would have been a perfect fit in Seattle. <laughs> So the Vikings are moving back up. The Colts trade down. The Vikings move in. I'll still be waiting on the details for that trade. I don't have that as of yet, but the Vikings are on the clock. Go ahead, Andrew. Finish your thought. Yeah, so I was going to say, I think Damian Pierce would have been a perfect fit for what Seattle needs. uh, As far as at the running back position, I really want, if they weren't going to go quarterback here, I would have expected a corner or, you know, a N'Kobe Dean who's still sitting there to, to fill that Bobby Wagner role. It just does, look. I get the defense of the the Mafe pick. I, I can roll with that because it's still a linebacker, still somewhat of a need. But this really just makes no sense. All right, Chris, what did the Vikings just move up to get here? I don't know you that, actually, I just want to say as a 49ers fan, I'm I'm happy to watch Seattle implode. Okay, now go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not necessarily positive here. I mean, when you look kind of look at the board, what they kind of have available, they definitely have needs on both sides of the ball. We talked about maybe upgrading at receiver. Maybe they have a guy in particular that they like. Um, I think defense is still where the Vikings still need to significantly improve. Their secondaries are questionable at best. Their secondaries, you know, they add a kind, but Harrison Smith's no spring chicken. Um, they have guys in a linebacker position. They're kind of starting to age out. Anthony Barr is a guy who you know, getting paid a lot of money and doesn't necessarily, necessarily part of their future moving forward. So I think this is where they're going to look for. And the Kobe Dean could be a guy that would really fit a great need for the Vikings, uh, a guy that I think would help transition his defense you know, to the future. But I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what they did trade him for. So I'm, I guess the, I got it right now. So the Colts traded 42 to the Vikings and their number 122, which is the beginning of the fourth round. The Colts got 53, 77, and 192 uh, in this swap of picks here. So the Minnesota Vikings, there is somebody they have to be targeting because they gave up quite a little bit there to try to move up about 11 spots to get back up to this position. This, this does feel like it's either N'Kobe Dean's time to come off the board or Andrew Booth here. It feels like one of those playmaking defensive players is what they're going to shoot for here, in my opinion. Does anybody think they could go quarterback here with Kirk Cousins' future kind of questionable for Minnesota going forward? I mean, yeah, that same question occurred to me as well, so we'll see <laughs> here.
It is Andrew Booth comes off the board, so they wanted their okay. guy at the secondary position. Absolutely okay with this pick. Absolutely yeah. okay with this is a, well, this is a, we talked about this. We said Booth is a cover three type of guy, outside perimeter corner. That's what the Vikings do. They're not going to change. Even though Zimmer's gone, they're not going to be drastically changing the system that their defense runs. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think it's a good fit. Definitely a team that, you know, Patrick Peterson's not an expert chicken either, and a guy they definitely could use upgrades over. So I think this is a good player for them. A guy who's willing to get in, get physical tackle. I think he's going to be a good player for the Vikings. And he doesn't have a whole lot of guys to cover Green Bay, so they'll help him adjust kind of the NFL as well. Or Chicago. Well, and what, what we love to hear what last year was Justin Jefferson. He wanted uh, he went to go against Patrick Peterson all the time in practice. I'll tell you what, if he does the same thing to Booth, Booth's going to have to get a hell of a lot better real, real fast. So maybe, <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe that'll work. Maybe that'll help him out quite a bit doing that in practice. We'll have to find out and see. So the Giants are now going to be on the clock. Andrew, what do you think the Giants want to do? They just traded back twice to get to this position. Uh, yeah, so I think I want to see who's available left here. I, I, I see them going back to the offensive line here, possibly, but it feels like it might be a reach because I feel like we kind of, you know, your next offensive lineman up is is, uh, is Raymond down from uh, Central Michigan. So uh, this might be another defensive situation here. Uh, I could see them going uh, Ajabo from Michigan at linebacker here. Uh, I like Ajabo quite a bit. And I, that. That would surprise me, though, just because they just took Thibodeau, that they would go another pass rusher. If they were the, they if I was the up, Giants. It would be interesting. You hire Brian Dable and you do nothing but load up on the defensive side of the ball. I'd be kind of curious to see. But there's not, a, there's not a big wide receiver that I'm seeing that I would really like in this situation. Both the top running backs are off the board. So the idea of replacing Saquon Barkley in this draft, I think, kind of comes off here. What are you thinking, Chris? You look, you look like you have a, an idea in your head. I'm thinking maybe Travis Jones would be a good fit for them, a team that definitely has struggled against the run. But I'm also thinking Dean would be a good fit for them. This team, you know, Blake Martinez was injured last year. They were atrocious in the linebacker position when he went down. They couldn't stop anybody that versus the run. So those two guys really, you know, would help solidify that middle for them. And I think when you're the New York Giants, look at the Eagles, you look at the Cowboys, look at teams that kind of want to be, you know, push you around. You're going to need to stop the run. So those two guys make a lot of sense to me. That's actually a really good call. I do like that. I would, I would like that pick a lot. I want to go back to this this Vikings. They trade up with the Colts to take Andrew Booth for a second. Could the Colts not have used an Andrew Booth? I know they have Stephon Gilmore, but they could have really been elite in secondary had they made that pick. I just that's what I think anyway. What do you think, Kevin? I have to absolutely agree with that. And uh, who couldn't use somebody like Booth on their team? And so the guys that passed on him, especially in the second round, I think are going to be you know they're going to be regretting their decision during the season. Oh, yeah, man. Think they okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where is he? Because I'm trying to find him on my thing. Wandale Robinson is the pick for the Giants. <laughs> Slot receiver. They take Kadarius Tony part two for the second year in a row. There's only one response I can have. If they I, can you, can you do receiver. a double boo, Dan? I, can I you can. do a double boo on A triple boo here. If they wanted a slot receiver, why not Sky Moore? Like, I, well, I, I don't, don't understand this. I'm looking at my, my board right I don't even period. see this dude's name on it. Done, so. Yes, they, want, they talked about wanting to trade Darius Tony, but they said, like, okay, it's not going to happen before the draft. You still brought back Sterling Shepard. You have yep. slot receivers, mm-hmm. period. 
the Giants, I just got done giving them all this credit after yesterday. And then they turn around. Did they did they bring David Gettleman for a pick? They were like, all right, look, part of the deal of you moving on is you have to get one more pick before you're allowed out the door. Yeah, it's a bit. That one's a shocker right there. That's, that's never, the whole board sure. is just like, um, yeah, I don't know what to really make of that. Come on, Chris, what do you think? I hate it. Um, I mean, I think that you talked about a guy. The guy's definitely explosive. Guy ran a four three in the combine, um, five eight. But I think this is where you're going to see Brian Dable kind of show his true colors. People are really excited about his hiring of the Giants. I was not as excited because I don't forget who he was previous to going to Buffalo and Josh Allen kind of finding lightning in a bottle. Um, this guy hasn't been super successful everywhere he's gone. He was in Alabama. He was in New England. And a lot of those places, he liked kind of guys like this and guys that he didn't necessarily like the speed fell off with, but the, play, the players didn't necessarily get better. I think he loves the speed and the idea of this guy, but I don't think he's necessarily a great materializer on the field. This doesn't happen Daniel Jones getting any better. Point, they already had weapons in place. They had plenty of receivers last year. They couldn't protect anybody. They couldn't throw the ball to the receivers. They couldn't stop anybody on defense. So, yeah, I'm with you where, I mean, they had earned some credit last last yesterday for what they kind of drafted. Today they kind of threw it back out the window and, you know, decided to go back to the Gettleman days and previous regimes. Well, this is the perfect time to do this, Reed. So if you're down on your team's pick, we're trying to cheer you guys up by doing a giveaway with a Jonathan Taylor jersey here. All you got to do is go to Twitter, follow Billy Up Sports at Billy Up Sports. You have to retweet it. It's tagged at the top as soon as you go to the profile page. Register on Pristine Auction and use the promo code BELLY. That will get you registered into the contest. We're going to select a winner at 8 p.m. on Monday, May 2nd. So we're trying to lift your spirits with a Jonathan Taylor <laughs> giveaway. So the Browns are finally on the board. Yeah. This is a team that ruins single-handedly might have ruined the quarterback uh, pay scale moving forward, or at least the way the contract's done anyway, after giving Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract. But with that move, it stands to reason that they have to be involved in a Super Bowl discussion when you have a defense the way they do. They lost Jarvis Landry. They did trade for Amari Cooper. I would think offensive weapons would be the big need here. I don't necessarily have a weapon graded in this spot, but as the Giants just showed me, it might not matter. But what, did, <laughs> what would you guys do if you went with the Browns? Go ahead, Kevin. Well, um, I think you got to get the wide receivers out there to to, to help, you know, uh, do uh, some things around Amari Cooper. As, uh, you know, he's, he, he's a great receiver, but he's not 22 years old anymore. So, we talked about him earlier, George Pickens out of Georgia. Perhaps uh, uh, we still got Sky Moore, Western Michigan, sitting there. And so one of those two guys, I guess it depends on what they if, – if they if they dislike talent, I'm going to go Sky Moore. If they want the pedigree, then it's George Pickens out of Georgia. And so I think you just keep on adding some weapons. So Deshaun Watson steps on the field, and then away they go if – he steps on the field at the first game, which we don't know that yet or not. That that's gonna be the big question. Now it looks like it looks like the county court, as far as that goes, is kind of going away. So it, it sounds like he's gonna be okay. Uh but we, we never do know because Trevor uh, Bauer just got thrown out of the for two whole years. So you that's just don't true. know what's gonna happen. That's <sighs> true. So the Houston Texans just traded up and took 
the Cleveland Browns pick. So who are the Houston Texans going after? They're trying to get all aggressive here now in the second round. They took their tweener corner nickel safety guy and Jalen uh, Pytree in just a couple of picks ago. So if you're the Texans, you've been going defense so far. Who would you just trade up for, Chris? Who did I trade up for isn't what I think they traded up for. I think they traded up for Willis here. I think that they look at their quarterback Ooh. situation and see how you want to go them. And a guy that would be kind of winning in the wings. They didn't have to overpay for him, but a guy that could kind of give them the hope if, well, you know, Davis Mills doesn't pan out for them. I'll, I'll, I'll cut off that thought right now. They went wide receiver. They went with John Mechie John from Mechie, Alabama. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm going to have to check myself because this, again, I guess you get to this point. It's preference picked by teams. But uh, let's see. I had him yeah. oh, about five, six, eh, about seven receivers more down the board before I get to John Mechie. Well, I thought it would be more of a fourth Yeah, Dan, pick. I don't have him quite that far. I've got him uh, fourth on my board. So I'm kind of there with you on that one. He's uh, someone that I honestly thought was going to fall to the Pats in like third round, so third or fourth <laughs> round. So that's that's a little bit of a shock that he's going right now, and that they traded up for him right there too. That's a that's a bit of a shock too. Yes, yeah, so you're going to pair him up with Brandon Cooks, and they said the hell with Chris. We believe in Davis Mills, and he needs weapons. <laughs> <damn it." laughs> so we have to look at John Mechie. Chris, what's your reaction to John Mechie here? I don't think it's a bad pick. I think they definitely need to go receiver. I mean, other than Brandon Cooks, there's nobody really serviceable to throw the ball to. Their tight end stink. Their other receivers, best of the receivers stink. Um, so you do need some kind of weapons on the outside. I do like this kid. I, there's other guys that might like a little bit more than him, but I think he was one of the, you know, he was the guy until James Williams kind of popped off last year. Um, he was the guy to kind of take the next mantle, and so to speak, at Alabama receivers. He was getting a lot of talent. Talent is one of the top guys going into the draft last year. I'm coming, going into the year for this draft, I should say. And I look at a guy who can do a little bit of everything. I think he's best, best in the slot, but I like his route running. As a guy who can be a quarterback's best friend. He gets easy uh, separation. He gets open. He's where he's supposed to be. Has the most explosiveness people kind of give him credit for. So I don't think it's a bad pick. I just think that, you know, where the Texans are right now, there's other places they could definitely address especially the offensive line. Well, it's the one pr- problem with being the Texans that there's nothing they couldn't address, right? I say that because, <clears throat> because I think there's other receivers that we kind of are all talking about that we might have a little higher or around that same kind of value. That you didn't, there's definitely, I think, some drop off after the linemen after these couple guys go. Well, no, what I was going to say is leading into that point, usually when you need that many things, you want to build from the inside out, not the outside in. And being with right. those receivers that are at least, I don't care if this is your preference here, there's at least still guys in the same tier that you could have went with with John Mechie later on. And that's, I mm-hmm. want to illustrate your point with that right there. <laughs> uh, but now we have. Yeah, I agree, Dan. I would have went with Raymond right here if I was, if I was you. We're going to have the Baltimore Ravens here on the clock. As they are getting on the clock, we have to say goodbye to our panel here with Andrew and Kevin. Thank you guys for coming on. Kevin, where can everybody follow you, and what do you have coming up next, man? Well, um, you can uh, see uh, Andrew and I uh, Sunday mornings at 11 Eastern on the uh, Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition. And then Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, I am the host with uh, Vince, who was on here earlier, of the Fantasy Live Baseball Show. And uh, I will have an article out. You can be pretty sure about that. Well, you can be real sure on the fantasy side of of things. And uh, you can always find me at Twitter at Kevin62WILSEA. And so just check me out out there. 
All right, thank you. Andrew, we can get you, man. Yep, uh, Real Mr. Mallard right here on Twitter. You can also find uh, the, the golf show, Divots and Pivots, at Divots and Pivots on Twitter. And as Kevin said, Sunday mornings, the Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition at 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern on Tiki Live on Belly Up TV. Um, and then okay. also football-related, I will be having uh, weekly ranking or bi-weekly rankings for the offseason leading up to all your fantasy drafts. And then once the season starts, I'll be releasing weekly rankings to help you with your start sets. So make sure to check it out. Excellent, excellent. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, we're going to take a quick break, come back to the other side, get our next slate of guests in. Everybody stay tuned to the Billiam Sports MD's Fans Football Show NFL draft coverage here on Belly Up TV. The weather is changing, and there's only one way to keep your drink cool this season. The Belly Up Sports NFL draft coverage starts now with over 50 different guests over the first three rounds hosted by Dan Mater. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Belly Up Sports' NFL draft coverage. And Chris Dauhauer, co-host of the MD's Fantasy Football Show and Belly Up Fantasy Live. Let's go to the pick here. Terrace Marshall finally off the board. All the NFL fantasy football and pick betting analysis you could ever need through this draft coverage. So the Detroit Lions are the ones on the clock. They're going to make their pick soon, but the Giants, I'm getting word, just traded with the Miami Dolphins from 40. It's time for your coverage to start now. All right, welcome. Yeah. And everybody, the NFL draft coverage hosts by Bullet Sports and MD's Fantasy Football Show. We had a bit of a malfunction just a minute ago, but we are back here just to get you caught up in case you're wondering what happened. The Ravens just took David Ojabo, so you guys are going to be able to talk about that because i got to hop off and get everybody else set up for the rest of the night now because of that. So, Chris, take it away, man. I'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah, guys, we saw actually two pass rushers come off the board in the last few picks. Uh, we saw the job of the guy we talked about going to the Ravens. We saw Pascal go. Um, do you guys have any comments about these two players? Especially Ajabo, a guy who's kind of people liked a lot. Go ahead. I love Ajabo. I think that is a steal for the Ravens. I think he would have been a first-round <laughs> pick. What did he hurt himself at the pro day, right? Towards ACL, yeah. Pro day. I, I know this is and, – and you notice I got a Michigan Big Ten championship shirt on. I – I think in three years, he might be better than Hutchinson. I think his ceiling is really high. I think it's incredibly high. I love this young man. He is a disruptor. He is the perfect Baltimore. Like, the Ravens do smart things. <laughs> they understand value, right? In 2023, they're going to have Hamilton popping people all over the secondary and they're going to have a job of killing quarterbacks. They just always do the right thing, the Ravens. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tret Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, I don't think I could say it any better than that. The Ravens have been doing... They may not have done the best by Lamar, but they've done a very, very good job in the trenches on the defense with Hamilton and everything that they've done. Uh, that's been really, really powerful for for them really good drafting 
Yeah, yeah I mean, even even with the Hollywood Brown trade, I think they're killing this draft. They're agreed. Yes. No, even with the Brown trade, I know people are going to be pissed. Looking back, you can't say this was a bad draft because you you build up the offensive line, you build up the defense. That's what's going to win you a fucking Super Bowl. It's not going to be Hollywood Brown making a catch, especially with Lamar Jackson quarterback. The only the only potential downfall of this for the Ravens is if they turned off Lamar completely. That's the only thing. If they pissed off Lamar, then they effed up regardless of if this is a good draft. But it is an A-plus draft. <laughs> like, that, the players I they've gotten agree. and the value they've gotten is incredible. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a big believer. You have to defeat your division opponents first. When you have to deal with Burrow, Deshaun Watson, and if it's Trubisky and or Pickett, how do you stop those? Rush the passer and have a ball hawking safety. I mean, they're going to attack this division on the defensive side of the field. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to team again. Go ahead. I also think with the Ajabo pick, he's still learning to play football. He started playing football yes. at 17 years old. He's an athletic freak. He can get after the passer phenomenally. For a guy who's played football for, what, four or five years? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I actually love this pick. Uh, Jared from the corner booth is telling me that he might be a better player than Aiden Hutchinson. I'm not buying that yet. <laughs> but if you t- if in three or four years, I might have to eat crow and admit that that's right because this dude just knows how to play football. I mean, I'll say this. Hutchinson had a better year. There's no question about it. There were flashes of brilliance with the Jabu, and he hasn't hit his ceiling. That, I yeah, mean, well, that's... Well, that, talked about that. Scott that's the difference. Really high on him. And so you're also now... What's fascinating, Hutchinson was the second pick overall. Ajabu's 45th. I mean, look at the value you're getting there. Yeah. So after we, have, we had Joshua Pascal going, cut Ed Rusher from Kentucky... Any you know thoughts about him as a guy that's kind of all over the board? So people have him going, you know, as high as the second round. So people have him going later in the fourth, fifth round. Um, what is kind of your guys' take on that pick of the Lions? Um, I think it's a good move. He's six three, a little undersized, six three two sixty eight. I don't think he's a full time defensive end or outside linebacker. I think he's probably a thirty five, maybe forty down guy. I think he has value. I do like the Wildcats' defense. They put a lot of good players in the NFL. If you're not watching the SEC on a regular basis, you might not realize how good Kentucky is as a program, especially on the defensive side of the ball. With Dan Campbell, with what the Lions are trying to do, I think he fits their scheme. And if he can hit his ceiling, I think that's a good pick. Hey, he could be a, du- a double-digit sack guy. Could be, you know, 10, 11 sacks in his prime. I like it. I don't think he's a superstar. I think Ajabu has a better ceiling. But this is a nice player for Detroit. Yeah, I think it's a good fit, it's- to your point there, with Dan Campbell and them. I think it's a really good fit. I don't it necessarily is. love the value, but it's a good fit for them. I, yeah, I, I don't think... think- Go ahead. Well- Chris, sorry, nope. This is your show right now. You can talk. You guys, just, you guys, you guys are on a roll, so I'll let you guys kind of go. But I was just gonna say, you know, you look at a guy, the Pascal. I think he complements Hutchinson really well, um, and I think that you also look at it, Trey Flowers is pretty successful in the system, similar to that you talked about. You might love Trey Flowers is kind of his rush, his rushing skill set. He definitely is a guy who's gonna probably be a pass rusher initially. Maybe grows into something more than that. Um, but yeah, go ahead, jump in there. 
he's a very good piece to add to a winning team. And now Detroit's not a winning team right now, but he's the kind of guy if another team draft and go, oh, this guy could be the X Factor. You can get after the quarterback. He's a good defensive guy you can rotate in who can help disrupt the game. And Detroit needs guys like that. They need guys who they need everything. Honestly, it's Detroit. They've needed everything for the past 25 years, my entire life. But he's the kind of guy where you can look at and go, yeah, maybe he can't play every down, but the downs that he can play, he will be a difference maker and might make it so they're not drafting in the top five every year anymore. Well, talk about the defensive line. We saw the Washington Commanders take Fedarian Mathis from Alabama, the behemoth defensive tackle from Alabama. What is your guys kind of take on that? Uh, Mathis I'm... is a stud. Just flat out, anyone who says otherwise is wrong. This dude, he doesn't make flashy plays. He's not the traditional Alabama defensive tackle that people think of. He's not a Jonathan Allen. He's not an Ashawn Robinson. But he is a stud. He can make plays when necessary. And he's continuing the trend of the Washington Commanders just drafting every single member of their front seven from the University of Alabama. And it's worked out pretty well for them on the defensive side of the ball. So I love this pick, actually. I was really hoping – I wasn't hoping to go to Alabama. Well, let me ask you guys real quick on that, on that, that point. You talked about some of the guys they have drafted from Alabama. This is a lot of draft capital spent on a defensive line, particularly defensive tackle. Um, so this is something maybe we're a little bit overkill where they continue to kind of load up defensive tackle particularly. I know the edge rush is something you know, the NFL always wants to have you can't ever too many of. Defensive tackles aren't necessarily you know, premiums that you have two, three, four of them. Um, so I, I'm kind of curious what you, you guys kind of take on that is. I think I Jonathan Allen's Hitler comments in the offseason probably <laughs> forced <laughs> this pick a little yeah. bit. Like, oh, yeah, I'd have dinner with Hitler. Like, no, no, Jonathan, you can't say that. So I think Mathis is – I think that's part of the reason Mathis was picked here. Just in case Jonathan Allen says anything else, like, yeah, we're not going to re-sign you. You can go away. <laughs> I, Adam, I can't see your hit chick in your head there. What do you think, Adam? Um, I think worst case, this is a guy that, um, you know, has a role that's a little bit different from some of the other guys on this defensive line. Uh, this defensive line kind of has a ton of, ton of talent, uh, but it underachieved a little bit, especially early last year, but really on the year overhaul, just kind of based on expectations given, you know, another year for everyone. Um, so I think worst case this is, you know, maybe a little high for someone who's just playing a role. Um, but he's someone who's talented enough who can play a lot more than that, again, if they were to move on from a Jonathan Allen or one of the other players um, on the interior there. So he's someone who can play a role, kind of like what the Lions just did, has an initial role and uh, the ability to grow into a much bigger one. I think it fits Ron Rivera, how he wants to put together a defense. If you remember, he's from the Chicago Bear, that 46 tree. Right, and what does he need? He needs defensive linemen who can attack the pass rusher. They lost Chase Young. You said last year they got off to a slow start. You know, I think if if you're going to build your team on the defensive line, you can never have too many defensive linemen, right? You're going to have a rotation, and you're going to have injuries. This is a type of player that fits what Rivera wants to do. You know, I don't know how often he's going to be on the field, but hey, injuries open up all the time. He fits what Rivera wants. You make a great point. You, you saw that in kind of Carolina. 
you know, they, they continue to draft defensive tackles, kind yeah. of looking for those two guys to kind of take up as much you know, room as possible in a sense. So absolutely, this seems to definitely a Ron Rivera pick, a guy that he definitely prefers. Um, we have, you know, Chicago traded down. They made their pick. What do you guys kind of think about Chicago's pick? I don't have it coming up on my thing yet. Does anybody else have it coming up on theirs yet? I do. Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan Brisker for Penn State to safety. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely a guy that I think is definitely a, a, a starter in the NFL. And then think he's a game changer. Talk about you talking a lot about guys that are kind of pieces or solid players. This guy's a solid player. I think he's going to make not make any big mistakes, but kind of keep things in front of him. I don't think he's going to be a huge impact in the sense that he's going to be a game changer. They have Eddie Jackson that you know kind of fell off a great deal last year, um, so they definitely need to kind of address that safety position. Adam, what was your kind of take on that? Yeah, uh, I, I think you hit it really well. I mean, it's a, a good starter, not necessarily some the flashiest pick in the world, but a good starter. Uh, you pointed out Eddie Jackson. Uh, some other guys in the corner or in the defensive backfield, mind you, um, had a bit of a down year, uh, not as good as it had been because it had been a pretty strong unit, at least for what Chicago had. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a solid pick. As we're waiting for the Saints pick, does anybody think this could be where Willis finally goes? Look, it's got to be a quarterback here, right? We're a big 49. All the next five got, we all know the next five ranked quarterbacks they're a little different it seems like this is the place but um right there quad doesn't think so so why do you think he doesn't go there quad uh james can see now he got ah! that laser eye surgery <laughs> he can see now he knows where to put the ball he's not gonna be get confused by the other team's jerseys uh so james can see that's my big thing uh i <laughs> think the Saints probably will take a quarterback but also, I do want to talk about that uh, Brisker pick. I hate that pick. Okay. Go ahead. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get in. I know Eddie Jackson had a down year, but he has proven that he can be a player in this league, a, an impact player. One down year doesn't change that. They're trying to get two good safeties to kind of man the top of the field. They just lost Allen Robinson. They need to replace him at the wide receiver position. I know they have. Darnell Mooney, who showed that he could be a game changer in the receiving game. That's all they have. I'm sorry. I don't trust Cole Komet at tight end. I don't trust Brian Byron Pringle. If I could speak, that'd be great. I don't trust Equanimous St. Brown. They need Sky Moore's there. I think they need to take a receiver. They need to well, let me ask develop you that offense to give Justin Fields weapons and give him a fucking coach who will help him out like that's the two things they need a coach help him out and offensive weapons well let me ask you this now that i'm back again chris sorry i'll, I'll jump in here real quick i missed you uh, dan what wide receiver is on the board right now that you could definitely take that you can't get in the next round because right now at least before my grades go i got a cluster of about five guys that really are about in the same tier and one of these guys is going to be involved in the third round they need guys who can get them turnovers, especially in that division. Brisker can help you do that as he's one of the true, true center fielders left in this draft. I'm going to comment real quick, and I want to kind of Adam's take on this. Is this a uh, a coaching staff that doesn't necessarily value the receiving position? We saw the Colts for year in and year out as a Colts fan, you know, kind of always have that glaring need, the receiver position. They had T.Y. Hilton and nobody else. Darnell Mooney kind of profiles a lot like T.Y. Hilton in a lot of ways. Is this something maybe they're not looking to necessarily upgrade the receiver position in kind of a you know a coaching decision in a sense? 
Well, and to add to that point, the Colts had really valued, especially under Eberflus, having uh, a lot of early to mid-round safeties. <laughs> there are a lot of safeties around, say, two to four. Uh, and Kari Willis, Blackman, a handful of others. Um, that, that was certainly a priority for them. So I, I think, yeah, this is definitely an Eberflus touch. Can I sure, just yeah. say, I think this is a very interesting analysis, how the Jets are building around Zach Wilson and how the Bears are building around Justin Fields. Not the no. Jets are giving Zach Wilson an opportunity to be successful. You know, if, if he fails, we're going to learn a lot. It's about Zach Wilson. There's no excuses with Elijah Moore, you know, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, a good offensive line, very underrated offensive line. Sorry to cut you off there, but the pick is in, and it is a corner. Alante Taylor goes to the Saints, so they go back to the defensive side of the ball. Good, John. Finish your thought there, and you can give me your analysis here on Alante Taylor. I mean, so it, normally I like going defense, and I understand why the Bears are doing it. However, if I'm investing in a young quarterback, I have to kind of change how I'm putting together a team to help the young man be successful. I was going to say real quick, as an ex-Chicago Bears fan, this is why they never have a good quarterback because exactly <laughs> <about>. <laughs> it's part of it, right? Oh, it's absolutely a huge part of it. They, they yeah. figure out a way never to help this guy be successful. All right, so Alante Taylor off the board to the Saints. Again, addressing that secondary position. Was this the top guy on your guys' board if this is the direction that they wanted to go? Because I liked Martin Emerson a bit more, but either way, I don't know if I valued a corner in this round less left. Good, Chris. Yeah, I think Elijah Taylor's got a lot of skill sets now. I think Emerson's probably more polished, and I think Emerson's more of a guy that could probably tackle right now and, and be a guy that you can kind of depend on to set the edge. But this guy, is, I think, has a lot of potential to get better. A guy I think has good ball skills. Uh, a speedster, six foot tall. Um, guy ran a four three, I think four or below four four, I should say. Um, a guy that can definitely he has long, long street, long reach. And I think with Lattimore on the other side, he profiles pretty well with him. Um, the, the kid they took from Sanford last year. And I think you have three corners right now that can really, you know, shut down that division. When you play against Tampa Bay and some of those teams, you want to make sure you kind of have guys who can cover them. So I don't hate it. Now I think there's definitely other places in the Saints because definitely upgraded. Um, I don't think they should be done necessarily on their offense. And I don't think it should definitely be done on defensive line. But I do think that, you know, this is a guy that's a pretty good corner. I think it's a pick your preference in a sense that some of the corners are the left right now. Now, Adam, while I was trying to fix things in the background there, I did want to get to you because the Colts seem like they refused to take a draft pick this year, trading back in the second round. They finally came up. Doesn't seem like they want it to happen. They do come up, I believe, in the next three, four picks. So what do you want them to do, man? Or are they just like, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. They clearly don't want to get better or younger. Um, I, I mean, I, I think you know where my head's at. I, I still want a receiver. Uh, we're getting towards the end, middle end of the second. Um, I, I think Alec Pierce is a good fit here. I think it's a good, um, it's a good fit for what they need. Uh, it's a good fit for Matt Ryan. I think he's going to do very well with a, a bigger receiver with Pittman, obviously on the other side. And I mean, the AFC South is in a really precarious situation, I would say. And that right now it looks like the best three receivers or so are Michael Pittman, Brandon Cooks, and <laughs> it, it's a 
and probably Burks right there. I mean, it's a really bad spot. Maybe Christian Kirk. Burks and Christian Burke and Christian Kirk take your poison as the third best receiver. So I think that the South is wide open. The defense is already really good, and they need to get one more piece on that offense, and they can actually make a push for the division. <laughs> The Patriots do something they don't normally do, and they trade up here. The Chiefs trade wow. up pick, and the Patriots trade in. So now they are on the clock. Give Kevin. me Jacoby Dean. Who, who's who's one ten on the board, guys? Who's one ten on the board? Give me Jacoby Dean. Who's the Rams one ten on the board? That's what they really want to do. All right, so we know who Kevin wants to see here. John, what do you think the Patriots are trading up here for? I do think it's defense, and I look at the best player available. It definitely seems like the Kobe Dean is at the top of most boards at this time. Now, I have some questions. It's hard for a 229-pound linebacker, so I'm not sure. But Belichick knows what he's doing. If you're going to be able to find a way to use this young man, despite, you know, it would have been nice if he was 240, 245. But I think the value is there. But would they go like a cornerback here? I mean, they or a defensive lineman. Belichick loves those linemen, you know, so I'm not sure. But Dean is the highest rated player. I I think the flavor of the month in the NFL right now is those kind of those undersized kind of tweener linebacker safety corner combo. Like you had Isaiah Simmons a couple years ago. You have guys who you can who are fast enough and athletic enough. You can drop back into coverage. They can get back into they can get to the quarterback. Uh, Nogobi Dean's pretty good at that, but he's he makes his bread and butter dropping into coverage. He's athletic enough to do it. And our linebacking core, I know the Mac Wilson trade for Chase Winovich adds some youth and some speed to this linebacker core. We need to get younger. We got rid of uh, Dante, or didn't get rid of him. He might retire. Dante Hightower, that dude is a fucking dinosaur. He, he has a walker on the field every Sunday, and he can't move. Uh, we got rid of Kyle Van Noy because he was 31 and making too much money. We need to get some oh, speed my. in the linebacking core. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Give me the Kobe Dean, please. It won't be. And a playmate. Dan's laughing, so it's obviously not. But I, I'm, I, I'm waiting for confirmation because I, I don't – if I say this one and it's not right, then it's going to be – oh, no, it is. You want to know how low this pick is? Chris doesn't even have a graphic for me to use on this pick. It's Tyquan Thornton, the, I'm the guy who myself. ran the 4-2-6-40 from You're Baylor, kidding the me! Receiver, the guy that everyone thought was nothing more than a special teams player, not 109, who is 709. That's who the Patriots wanted to go with here. And this, they took a special teams player. They traded up for him in the second round. Nobody Bill, what in the fuck are you doing? Was going to take them here. Nobody at all. Kev, I got you back. Don't. Oh. I'll hit it again. Oh. Look, what I an know awful the Patriots pick. like special teams, and I'm sorry, Dad. I don't mean to cut you off, but I no, don't know do what it. the fuck is going on. I know Bill likes special teams. I know Matthew Slater is the greatest gunner in NFL history. Steve Trasker fans argue with a fucking wall. <laughs> the difference is, Matthew Slater was a sixth-round pick. A sixth-rounder. You do not take a special teams guy in the second round when you need linebackers. 
You need fucking receivers. You need, well, for some receivers. fucking reason, you need offensive line help because you traded away all of our good offensive linemen and then drafted a guy who was projecting on the third round <laughs> in the first. I don't know what is going on. Oh, also, you refused to pay cornerbacks, so you let J.C. Jackson walk to your former offensive coordinators team and the fucking Raiders. I don't know what is going on in New England, and I know I should expect this every year, but I hate it here. <laughs> how, how about I give you this one? You got Patriot beat writers right now tweeting out saying like, oh, Mac Jones is exactly what he needed, a speedy outside wide receiver. <laughs> Unbelievable. Look, I like Mac Jones. I love Mac Jones. My name on Twitter is McCorkle Stan account. I have <laughs> followed this guy from when he was at Alabama. I lost my shit when the Patriots drafted him because I was so happy. But the arm strength concerns are a real thing right now. I'm not saying it's not going to improve. Why are you getting a speed guy who's presumed to be a deep threat when your quarterback has arm strength concerns? John, you're in the, the, the fantasy world like I am. You have you do all these uh, prospects and are really a great expert when it comes to college prospects and dynasty and draft in general. The draft capital here. No. Does, does this mean anything for Taekwondo? I had to throw it out there, man, because you know it's going to be a question throughout the offseason. Does the draft capital mean anything for his dynasty value moving forward? You know what it means? I'm going to get value on John Mechie because people are going to go for Taekwondo Thornton, and I'm not going to have one share on any dynasty team. I do not have one share of Tutu Atwell from last year. I did not have one share of John Ross from the Bengals. I will have zero shares of the Baylor Speedster. And it's not he might be good. There is no way the Pats had a trade up. What is this pick number? Let me get this. 50. They did not have to trade up to get him. No one. Let me repeat. No one was reaching for him here. They could have got him in the third round. Please, this is crazy. Well, on that lovely note, the Philadelphia Eagles have taken Cam Jurgens, but I have to get you guys up here and get our next slate of guests in. I want to thank you all so much for coming in. John, we'll start with you because you just had the great sound bite there at the end. Where can everybody follow you at? What do you have coming up? Uh, thank you, my friend. Follow me right there below on Twitter at GridironSkull91. And I will have um, a post-draft dynasty rankings on footballdiehards.com. And I will guarantee you, Thornton is not in the top 36 players on my list. <laughs> Kev, where can we follow you? When's the next time your show is going to be coming on, man? Uh, at Belly Up Kev on both Twitter and Instagram. And at Quad, Ca- Quad Tailgate on both Twitter and Instagram. Show's probably coming back in July but I'm probably going to fucking kill myself for then because the Patriots are <laughs> abysmal. Adam, we're going to see you again in just a little bit. So yeah. everybody, stay tuned. The NFL draft coverage here with Billy Up Sports and the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Get your party started with the Kong Beer Bong. You get a can cooler for those chilled, laid-back get-togethers. And a built-in beer bong for when things start to get a little wild. It's portable and ready to party no matter where you are in the world. It's perfect for any holiday event. 
And the party doesn't stop there. They have an assortment of fun party accessories to take your party to the next level. Be the most wanted party animal for any get-together with the Kong Beer Bomb. Visit BellyUpSports.com today, click our Partners tab. All shipments in America are free. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 